And also I want to make it beautiful. I want to make it beautiful. So... I just want to see a silly field sliding sideways in Sausalito. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Fly Penguins Fly Game Day Podcast, episode 102. I'm your host, Jeff Taylor. I'm huge Pittsburgh Penguins fan, so I created this game day podcast for you, for Yins, for Penguins fans, and for hockey fans all around the world. Please do throw me a follow on Twitter at PensPod, on Instagram at FlyPenguinsFly, and subscribe to the Fly Penguins Fly YouTube channel, which you can find in the episode notes uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Some great video of my chats with Jesse Marshall of The Athletic, as well as my uh, talk with Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins a couple weeks back, so be sure to subscribe uh, over there. Very tough loss to the Sabres the other night on the road at Key Bank Center, Buffalo, uh, upstate New York, native Alex Tuck with the sick deflection goal, uh, goes over Casey DeSmith's glove side, absolutely nothing that number one from Rochester, New Hampshire could do about that one, though it would have been nice if a Penguins defenseman had done something about allowing Alex Tuck ever to be able to exist in that close uh, area to the crease at that particular moment, might have... Might have kept the Penguins in it at that moment. Uh, That said, look, we all have a little bit of sourness at this point. Uh, It just further deteriorated from that point on. And uh, here we are, folks, in a six-game slide. As of this recording, your Pittsburgh Penguins are right down in the bottom of the basement of the standings, uh, ahead of only a couple of teams in the Eastern Conference. 23rd best record in the NHL. Not great. Uh, Only nine spots out of 32 from the absolute bottom of the league dumpster, which, if you ask today's guest on the show, might not be such a bad thing uh, for not just the playoff hopes, but the deep playoff run hopes of our favorite Allegheny County, Pennsylvania hockey club. Listen, without further ado, I am pleased to be joined today by none other than Penguins Jesus, a rare and welcome force for good in the Penguins Twitterverse, where so many of us Penguins fans waddle and slosh our way through the scummy interwebbing that is online NHL team fandom. Quick recap on a few items before I get to that chat with Penguins Jesus. That's right. I can't believe he's on the show. So fun. Your Pittsburgh Penguins are 4-5-2, which is good enough for 10 points in their quest for the cup. They got a long way to go. Out tonight, per Mike Sullivan this morning at the optional team skate, uh, Teddy Bluger, big Jeff Carter, neither of whom will play tonight, although Teddy Bluger does clear the LTIR and is back on the payroll as of today. He's not quite ready for game action, according to the coaching staff, so he will not be dressed tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Again, neither will Big Jeff Carter, number 77. Incidentally, the beer league team I play for up in Cranberry, when I got there for the first game, they tossed me a jersey, and I got number 77. So Big Jeff Taylor, Big Jeff Carter, some good juju going on there, I think. Game time decisions for your Penguins tonight include number uh, 59, Jake Gensel, still out with an illness, not gonna. Although he did skate in the optional uh, skate today, I guess he's he's not totally feeling up to it. Or the trainers felt that he wasn't ready for game action. Josh Archibald is also a game time decision. Has the hot stick right now. Goals in the past two games from the fourth line winger. 
I'm a fourth line winger. Josh Archibald's a fourth line. What am I? I'm uh, fancying myself a hockey player here. We're getting there. Seattle Kraken come into tonight's game 6-4-2. Six wins, four losses, two overtime losses, two loser points. That's 14 points in their division out there in the Western Conference. And uh, they were a tough out, tough enough to kick our butts out of the building, out of Climate Pledge Arena. We couldn't get it done. Uh, Let's see if the Penguins can turn that around. Look, I'm going to get to my chat now with Penguins Jesus. Enjoy our talk. If you're out there on Penguins Twitter, if you are plugged into the world of the goings-on and the black and gold of the Penguins, you're aware of Penguins Jesus. I became aware of Penguins Jesus when the word big became a permanent prefix, prefix, in front of the words Big Jeff Carter. I can't, it's like if you've seen The Good Place with Kristen Bell, she can't say the F-bomb. She she goes to say it and it comes out fork because she's in, in the afterlife. When I go to say Big Jeff Carter, Fudge! I can't even do it. It's Big Jeff Carter now. Thanks to Penguins Jesus. Welcome to the program. How are you today? Doing great. I'm glad to, glad to join you. It's awesome to have you. And, you know, I just want to say, I was going to say it earlier before we started recording, and I stopped myself because I wanted you to hear it on tape, which is that you bring you bring a lot of light to uh, so the Jesus thing is apt because you you come you came down to Penguins Twitter with grit but a lot of light you know you you're, you don't throw the team under the bus all the time you don't uh, come with the hate you come with the realness but you bring fun you bring humor. And a lot of hockey knowledge, I believe, as well. So, so where do, give me a little background on your your hockey history. How did you become a Penguins fan, and and, and uh, why are we so lucky to have you? So, uh, been a Penguins fan probably since I was like three or four. My dad would take me to the games. Um, I did, as we were kind of talking about pre-show, uh, bring my Robo Penguins that I used to have. I, you know, I never got yeah. rid of them. I was a fit anymore. Obviously, I'm a six foot two adult, uh, not a little <laughs> kid, but. I, I followed for a super long time. Um, you know, I wouldn't say we had season tickets, but basically, you know, his work would have tickets. Sure. They were in a mailbox. And if at the end of the day, they didn't have any customers to take to him, like he'd kind of skip by the mailbox. If there's tickets hanging in there, anyone could take him. He'd grab those and give me a shout and say, get ready. When I, when I stop at home, we're going to head into the game. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So we'd go back. It was Civic Arena, Mellon Arena days. That's why, you know. Hmm. A lot of people know that I'm kind of a, a strong advocate of the Robo Penguin, but that was that was the Penguins that I remember growing up. When well, you're an ad, you're an advocate of a certain Robo Penguin, like I, the, I, I say, bring the original jersey back. This whole reverse retro thing that Adidas is doing. I mean, I'm sure some designers like look at this cool stuff I did, and all I'm saying is no one is asking for that. <laughs> no um, one's asking for the non-gray gradient black-based jersey. You but remember the one- new Coke. New Coke. No one liked New Coke. Everyone <laughs> yeah. wanted classic Coke. Yeah. New Coke failed. New Coke, like, they didn't keep that recipe. That recipe's been thrown through the shredder. The classic <laughs> Coke came back. I'm Fargo for, style. <laughs> right. Just bring the classic jerseys back. And every time, it's like, they're like, well, we added a new zip to it. Take your zip, throw it out, give me the original. <laughs> uh, I want to fill the listeners in. So when we get this to YouTube, they'll be able to see what you just did. But for the listeners on the strictly audio format, 
and welcome again to everybody. Uh, do follow Penguins Jesus, my guest today, on Twitter, at Penguins Jesus. Uh, no, no blue check mark for you yet? No. That's good I, you because, know, you know, that's going to be an $8 a month fee if you want to maintain one. I don't think you need it. I, don't, I really don't think you, you speak for yourself. Your name speaks for yourself. I never thought much. So a lot of, there, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it definitely is cool looking. It looks like, you know, some sort of prestige thing, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, what would they be verifying? They, they, like you are, a, you are a verified parody account. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually uh, found that someone else had created a Fly Penguins Fly account. Like it says game day podcast in the thing. I don't even have that many followers. So there's there's sham artists out there. But there what I people want- that try, They try to take it way back when. I mean, this is back when Berg Verified was a thing, but no one tries oh. to steal it now. I mean, there probably would have been a time where verification was proper, but I don't. It's not something. I think it's more punk not to have, like, especially now that they're going to be charging for it. But let me just say, like, follow Penguins Jesus at, at Penguins Jesus. It's easy. And, uh, you know, you held up this jersey a moment ago. It was the white background Robo Pen jersey from back in 93, right? The Howard Baldwin uh, championed design. In fact, I, Paul Staggerwald queued up an incredible piece of tape that he. Where, you know, from an interview he conducted way back when, when Howard was on the show. And uh, it, I think Staggerwald is a, is a gem. I think he's one of the most valuable assets in the Penguins like a world. Historian, yeah. He really is. He's like almost like a mix of like Bob Grove and, uh, well, I don't know. I would say Mike Lang, but there's only one Mike Lang. But, but I love me some Paul Staggerwald. I'm going on about 50 tangents right now. Uh, the thing I wanted to say to you, Penguins Jesus, is that you were one of the champions pre-reverse retro Robo Penguin jersey release, that this jersey should be just the one that we all look to, that, that black one with the gray gradient. The one foil I have for that is this. The one you just held up that the listeners can't see is the white background Robo Penguin jersey the one they released is like that jersey in reverse. And I and it didn't occur to me until the last few days. Like, it literally is a reverse of that white retro jersey. Not exact, but it's got right. the gold shoulders, just a black background, and it's, give or take a couple s- slight design changes, it, it is a sudden death jersey, but with black, which I think most people would prefer. That, to me, is the saving grace of this new jersey. Uh, and now... Given that you would have preferred the the gray gradient jersey, do you like these when you see them on the players out there? The um, black ones. So it's it. Uh, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm glad that they brought the Robo Penguin back, but you know, I, I have my qualms with it. Um, it looks like a Bruins jersey. I think that's been noted by a few it, folks. It yeah, does. It was one of the first ones I heard to say that. But mm. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they brought the Robo Penguin back. I'll, I'll probably buy a hat. I don't know if I'm going to get the That's, jersey. You, it's funny. You and I are wearing similar looking Penguins hats. And I saw some kid on, on, on TV wearing a Robo Penguin hat. And I thought, maybe even a toque. I might get like a winter one, you know. This is one of my perks of uh, being Penguins. You just like Adidas just randomly messaged me. It's like, do you want like a Penguins like Adidas pack? Whenever they like got the the deal oh. with Adidas. So oh, wow. Random wow. Adidas gear. That's amazing. Well, you know, I don't get many perks. I get a handful of perks. But that's fantastic. I do I mean, every once in a while. They like message me on my DMs. They're like, "Hey, like, 
like, we're launching this. Like, do you, do you want to? And I'm like, I, I don't even know how I would promote it. Like, I don't have an Instagram, but yeah, sure, send me a hat. Now, because you're Penguins Jesus and not just <clears throat> the other guy, uh, like, if you approach a sheet of ice, does it ever occur to you that you might be able to walk on ice? I can't, I can really skate on ice. We'll be totally honest. So, when I played hockey in my life, it's always been deck or roller. My wife is actually, uh, <laughs> you know, she went, so I went to a school that didn't have ice hockey or anything like yeah, that. It was, yeah. uh, a pretty small, like rural school. She went to um, like in the South Hills, like one of the bigger high schools and they have mm. uh, skating and, and, and ice hockey and things like that. So she's actually a fantastic skater. And when we go skating, like it's, it's the funniest thing. Oh, world. wow. So I can, so, get you know, I, I play, I, I've been, I've been learning. That's what I heard. Yeah. And, uh, I have a teacher. In fact, he's going to be a guest on the podcast. He used to play, he used to play for the Johnstown chiefs. I mean, he's got stories. I can't they wait for him. Oh my God. I mean, I can't wait for him to come on and tell some of these stories. He, he, I'll tease one right now. He and his, he and some guys that he, he was like older playing with a bunch of much younger guys on like a local rec team. Yeah. And they got an opportunity to play against Penguins alumni at Mount Lebanon rink. Okay. Uh, but I'll save that one. I'll let him, I'll let him tell it. Hold on. And edit that little chunk out. Oh, I thought you were shutting your lights off like the old lady in the commercials. Uh, maybe I won't edit it out now. No, uh, I've fallen and I can't get out. That, no, wait, no, that's uh, the clap on, clap off. Right, you were doing yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I miss those things. So, okay, you know, you know, you get me so excited when you say, like, I went to the Civic Arena. I used to go to... Civ- I missed it. You know, I've, I've touched steel from the roof because my good buddy Richard Cole has, has one of those ornaments made out of yeah, the, the roof. Yeah, the, the Wendell August Forge... Man, if I could go back, I don't know that would be my number one of all time across all walks of life, music, this and that. But one of the things I would kill to do would be to go to a Penguins game in the igloo. I, it's never going to happen now, but, you know, g- so give, give me a story. Things. Bring me back there for a second. Bring us into the igloo for a second. So, what was it like? So it's one of those things that's been gilded by nostalgia. I mean... I'm going to tell you, like, there's no way you would take the Igloo over, over, um, you know, the current arena, PPG Paints or Consol or whatever they call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there was just something about it. They always had like a, either a Mellon or Dreyfus logo up in the dome. Um, Mm -hmm. it was kind of odd. Um, the the scoreboard had that, you know, that perfect nineties nostalgia kind of look like the, the, uh, you know, Joe Lewis arena, but, um, the seats, Kind of, so it was a metal, it was a metal seat with like some, some vinyl in there that like was, you know, rigged. So it was so clapped out in the nineties um, that when you'd sit on it, all you would feel is the metal rim. Um, the seats, oh yeah. I mean, the place kind of smelled of like, you know, steel notches and beer. Um, I remember like when you'd walk out, there was like these concrete concourses that would walk around the building. And uh, there was like this one that I don't know what the smell was. It must have been diesel exhaust, but it didn't quite smell. It smelled like it smelled like exhaust from maybe like the fryers. It smelled like burnt fries. Um, yeah. But it was it was just our place. It was one of those places where if you were to, you know, go back there in a time machine, you'd be like, why is this so special to you? But I don't know. We watched a, a lot of good hockey there, obviously, like the Yager and Lemieux days of sure. the early 90s. I did. I mean, obviously, there was even better than that before I was really cognizant enough to watch like when they race of course they never raised the cup in pittsburgh but well only yeah. one team has so it was the red wings and i was actually there it was at the civic arena or Mellon at the time wow but, uh, I, you know i don't know i think it was just one of those places it got rowdy um because it was a dome 
I'm not sure if like acoustically, because originally it was like the Civic Light Orchestra played there, right? So they don't play that Civic Light So maybe acoustically it was super loud in there. Mm. It just it felt like that roof was going to blow off um, in, in certain scenarios. Um, there was an obvious location of the owner's box. So no matter where you were in the arena, you can kind of see like Mario up there. So you'd every once in a while see Mario pumping the fist. And I think the owner's box now, um, it's not as obvious because I've been in the Penguins arena and I'm sure if you know where it's at, it's like, oh, it's right there. It's obvious, but it, you, you're not really. You know, no. Yeah. It's, it's a little like, more uh, yeah, modernized in that way. Area, right. Um, so yeah. it's, it's definitely, I, I, I like, you know, console's grown on me. PPG paints arena has grown on me, but, uh, there's a, there's just a certain level of nostalgia where you're like, I don't know if you'll ever be able to recreate Ellen Arena, Civic Arena. Um, not that you should, um, but it, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I, it was interesting. The Penguins played the igloo, right? Um, yeah, right. That's like, and, and you know, it's almost like, why doesn't that name carry over just to wherever they play? Sort of like the 84 Lumber broadcast booth is wherever Josh gets off and Phil Bork go these days. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's a little more special than that. We're talking about a we're talking about a uh, a coliseum of of gladiator sports. We're talking about an actual uh, an arena. I mean, when it goes away, there were special places in, in Mellon where they did the add-ons of the E section. But I don't mm. know. I think that they never were actually built to code. So when it got really rowdy and you were up there, actually, you'd feel a movement. Uh, oh man! Yeah. So it, uh, there was some sketchy spots there and. Um, getting up, you had to climb this goofy ladder. Um, what? It's like kind of like one of those houses where they just keep putting additions on it. Were you? What was it like? A steep staircase with railings to it, like a like a. Yep. Wow, almost like a fire escape or something. I had tickets there. I think we went to like a Capitals game, and we were trying wow. to get tickets as cheap as we can get them, and they were more expensive than what we could pay. So we ended up in the E sections. The um, E section, right. it was called, huh? I think it was E or F. It was up there because C was down in the bowl. Um, D I think was the upper decks on the mm. ends. They had upper decks on the ends. It was just the bowl on the, on the, you know, I guess the, the length of it, but on the, on the ends, there was like this upper deck. And then there was also an upper, upper deck. And that was like the ease of like, basically at that point, you were like on catwalks trying to get up. Like, you know, if you felt like it, you, if you fell off of there, like you'd be falling for weeks. Oh man. Yeah. So thanks for taking us through the igloo a little bit. Here's one more historical thing because you are penguins. Jesus. I mean, I, Theoretically, I could ask you what was going on in uh, Nazareth back in, uh, but only regarding Penguins hockey uh, way back in in the days of yore. But let's just say this. What do you remember from when Sid first came in and, and you know, before he even got his captaincy, the, the, the excitement around Sidney Crosby being drafted? What was it like, the impression that you as a Penguins fan had the first few games he, he got on the ice? Was it like... Yeah, this is going to work out. This is going to be what it was advertised to be. This guy's really the goods. Or was it? A, were there were there skeptics at the time, or was everybody pretty much like he's the next one? So it was, it was the skeptics, like with anything. I mean, right now the Steelers have Kenny Pickett, and there's people saying, "Is he the guy?" I mean, the answer didn't come to us immediately, but I mean, when we drafted him, the, you know, everyone had the Sid the Kid newspaper, right? We got, mm. we got, and it was the same thing when we got Ben. But until they hit the, the playing surface, whether that be ice or the field. Yeah, um, people had question marks. I mean, you always have question marks. Um, the same thing with Flurry. We didn't know what we had in him. Um, sure, but yes, yeah, some people. Right I think now. some people still wonder what we had in Mark Andre Flurry because it's such a, 
just such highs and not not lows, but just anyway. I'm going on a tangent, but back to Sid. <laughs> well, no. So he, as soon as he had the ice, I mean, he, he had immediate chemistry with Lemieux. Um, he was scoring immediately. Um, you know, he now he was in that run and gun uh, rookie race with Ovechkin. Mm, yeah, but uh, you know, he was certainly right out the gate. I mean, obviously within All Star range. Um, so I think the questions were quickly allayed. It's the same thing whenever. You know, Tommy Gunn, Tommy Maddox went down and they threw Ben in. I mean, Ben, I think, won his first 15 games. I mean, maybe after game one or two, you're like, I don't know if that was a good opponent. Like, I don't know what we have in him. And then, you know, yeah. and you're like, all right, this is the guy we're going to ride with this guy until he rides the sunset. I, I, I was at the Cinderland's warehouse watching the day that they came back into the second half and put Kenny Pickett in, and he runs for two touchdowns. Like, yeah, not every... Not every game is going to be like that when you're first starting off. And uh, there are humorous haters. Like, who is it on Twitter? Um, I love watching the highs and lows of of, of, of Yinzer, Matt. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious because, you know, it, it, there's a tongue-in-cheek aspect to it. It's like, it's almost like how, how reactionary can I be for the sake of fun? Uh, but also shows his hand when it's, when there's something good, you know, but then there's the other side of it. And I can imagine when Sid came in, he has something a little different. Did you get a chance to listen? I'm going to recommend this to you, Penguins Jesus. Uh, Penguins Jesus on Twitter, at Penguins Jesus, the best follow that you will uh, do today on Twitter. I guarantee you, do it now. Do it now. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, I'm the worst. I'm just the worst. I, sometimes I really, my brain... Just short circuits. So you, were, you had a recommendation for me, but you didn't get to it. Yes, I have a recommendation for you. It's excellent. <gasps> oh, I remember what it was. The Rookie Year, the podcast on Audible about okay. Sidney Crosby's rookie season in the NHL, hosted, like narrated by Sidney Crosby. Just came out earlier this year. It's bloody fantastic. If you listening out there and i'm speaking to you penguins jesus here on my show today on fly penguins fly game day podcast but also to the listeners out there go sign up for the free trial of audible just to listen to the sydney crosby podcast the rookie year it is so oh it's actually hosted by a pittsburgh area actor a famous guy i can't remember his name but most importantly sid crosby came in that's all i can guess yeah, uh, 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 it, 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 it's a good podcast. It, the the <laughs> excellent uh, uh, way that he uh, speaks about it. It's 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 an excellent. That's my Goldblum impression. It's terrible. Yeah. Could be worse though. Could be worse. I don't, I don't have a Goldblum. I don't have a whole lot of impressions though. You don't need to. You just keep dropping dropping those sick tweets and. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, that's a really no. all I got. So let's come back to the present for a second. This isn't going to be the last time you're going to join me on the podcast. We'll get into more old, old stories in the future. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins of 2022-2023 are uh, on a six-game losing streak. I'm uh, just going to go back over it real quick because it's been a while. Yeah. Arizona, victory, 6-2. Tampa Bay, victory, 6-2. Loser's point, up in Montreal, lose 2-3. Okay. Victory over the Kings, six to one. Victory over the Blue Jackets, six to three. I'm gonna stop there. I'm not gonna do that for all the rest of the games. In fact, I'll stay blind optimism for a second and losers point to Boston, 
five to six overtime loss is a tough one. Felt yeah. like felt like the game we were going to get the unlikely win to start to to break the skid. It didn't happen, and then you drop one to Buffalo as well. All the other ones were just straight up losses: Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle. Yeah. And this team has shown us this Penguins team has shown us great stuff, even in some of these most frustratingly, even in some of these losses of late. What was the game? Was it the Buffalo game or the Boston game? Forgive me. Where they dumped in like three goals in, in four or five minutes. Was it the Buffalo? My, my mind's a blur. I think it's Boston. A bl- yeah, yeah, I think a Boston game. Look, the point is, what is going on in your mind? What is the, is is there kind of like a single thing or or one category that you feel like this team is going to turn around because I saw them in practice there yesterday. I went in person, and they were in a great mood. Crosby is joking with Malkin, is joking with Zuckers, but they're serious and they they're they're working hard in practice. Ty Hennis is calling out the plays. What is happening with this with this team right now? I don't know. Um, you know, uh, there's been some theorizing that it's they got a country club atmosphere there and they might need to snap that together. Um, obviously, Sully's been there for a while. So, I mean, I don't know. that. I mean, he's given a five-year extension. I don't think there's anything that is going to change with the coaching staff. Um, you know, Reardon has the the special teams and there's been some challenges there. Um, they don't yeah. have any cap space, so they're not going to do I mean, Bluger might come back, right? Um, Not tonight, though. Blue, Teddy Bluger and and Big Jeff Carter are out tonight for the for the game. Even though I I saw Bluger, I, I have a very yeah. good follower um, that mm. he's not a uh, yeah he's not on the beat or anything like that. But he he seemed to have a pretty good uh, you know, synopsis. He thinks there's an illness floating through the the team and that people are returning, but they're still fatigued. Uh, in post production, I'm throwing this in there. That Twitter user's handle is B E Z S Y L K, like Bez Silk. B E Z S Y L K. There you go. On Twitter, credit given. Back to the interview. Yeah, but um, I I kind of agreed with that. I mean, so I do a lot of like uh, like biking, like mountain biking and stuff like that. And I try cool. like Garmin stuff. Oh, nice. I got to get out there with me. you. I, I want I want free Garmin stuff. Either way. Um, oh, nice. You know, if I get COVID, if I get a cold, if I get anything like that, all of my numbers drop down. And it takes me a few weeks, even after I feel better and I'm, you know, negative for the virus. Like it takes a few weeks, like you know, to get up to the performance levels that I was at. And you know, maybe it could be something like that where you have a handful of guys that are playing at sixty percent because their lungs sure. are blown up, because um, they maybe sure. you know, weren't be able to, they weren't able to train at their normal levels, and they actually kind of, you know, taper down a bit. So. I'm just getting over something myself. I just had to go get a steroid because I coughed so bad for two weeks with something. It wasn't COVID. It was some kind of respiratory infection. These are human beings, like you said. And we know Jake Gensel is likely to play tonight. He's a game-time decision, but he was out the other night versus Buffalo with an illness. Kasperi Kapanen was out with an illness prior to that. Uh, And then when you go out with an injury, like Big Jeff Carter has or other players, now you're injured. You're not doing the thing that you normally do to stay. You might have caught that while you were out there on your on the day to day IR. Right. And we don't we don't know. And uh, uh, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I these are human beings, and they that's push what sounded them. the most likely. I mean, I mean, I think that there's some chemistry issues. I think that 
you know, maybe the deep, like Dumoulin might be in over his head on the, on, on first line minutes. Um, right. Yeah, that's been, that's been widely speculated. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's early in the season. Um, adjustments are going to have to be made. And it's one of those things where it's like, I see speculation everywhere. And it's like, I, I come from an era where we don't go down into every single piece of data. And I love that yeah. Marshall does that. I love Danny Fury does that. But then so does every fan now because they all they, they subscribe to Money Puck or they go to whatever. So now everyone's got all these ideas. Right. Part of me says like the data only tells you it's it's like taking your temperature. OK, it gives you a data point, but it doesn't tell you what's inducing that. Uh, are sure. you in a hot environment? Like there's a thousand different inputs and the data is not always perfect. It's yeah. good and helps describe what occurred. But yeah. a lot of the times, you know, I. There are you can't you can't escape the eye test stuff, and you can't. I talked about gladiators. Or randomness. There's just randomness. Or the right the bounces the bounces. If, if you could if you could mathematically engineer a team, then there would just be like one one guy with a quant, and they'd say, okay, the quant's going to run the team. We don't have coaches anymore, and we've now won every cup in the last ten years. But that doesn't necessarily happen. It's a good guidance piece, and I think. Maybe Dumoulin needs some time on the third line. I think the, the data shows that. The eye test shows that. Just about we, everything. We've seen it work. That. We saw it work with Danton Heinen last year. He got kicked down to a lower a lower well, line combination. And I, I, I want to give credit to the person who said it. It might have been um, Nick Berlansky and Nick Horwat over on Tip of the Iceberg. Um, that's a great podcast if anybody else uh, out there listening hasn't checked it out. Um, but uh, who said that, you know, and then, and it was taken advantage of look at look at Heinen's production uh, it was great at the beginning of last season it's been great at the early part of this season as well I, I really hope that 43 uh, incidentally and tangentially can uh, can uh, can keep that up best best deal of the century and you know that's making it extra painful when you look at the contract of 42 Caspery Kapanen uh, cheeks clapping as my new t-shirt says and that's what he had on his Instagram what is it that's a self-proclaimed nickname from his uh, Instagram. Oh, that's fantastic! I, I really think uh, we'll we'll see more cheeks clapping in content come out from the pens as he starts to score goals. You kind of, you know, big Jeff Carter stuck. You know, you you kind of put that out into the zeitgeist and, and created that that thing, and uh, it was some beautiful artwork as well from uh, Stone Cold Sid. Oh my God, he's like oh. he's like my uh, you know my Photoshop wow. best friend. If I have an idea in my head, I could just message him this dumb idea. I do want to call you out on later. something. What's that? I do want to call you out on something, Penguins Jesus it. of at Penguins Jesus on Twitter. Uh, when you put the call out to your disciples. Uh, what was what does it say in your your bio? It says uh, uh, um, retweets are not scripture and real. Oh, I wrote that in like 2012. I don't even I, remember. Anymore. I know it's great. Uh, the whole thing is great. But uh, you put out to to your followers. Can somebody bang me up a, a penguins Jesus icon with the Robo Penguin? Yeah. Somebody got to it first. It was very good, and you used that because yeah. first come first serve. Boy, oh boy, though that Stone Cold Sid submission that came out a couple of minutes later. That's got to go some. I think maybe that needs some time as your profile photo. He did the it most. Could. It, it could. looked like a beautiful hologram. I mean, it was like, where did that? He's, I, he's the best. I might get that I mean, on a he's, just, he's a good dude. Um, actually, I've never met him in person. We've, we've been trying to coordinate with the game, but I just, life's been. What's funny is I used to live at these games. So anyone would come to these games, like, oh, can we meet up? I'm like, sure. Sure, um, let's meet up. Between, yeah. 
between the baby who I, she, I think she made a, a guest appearance on the podcast, maybe through some of the walls of crying. Oh no, I didn't hear. I didn't have, maybe the, you did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard her. Um, <laughs> that's but, good. Uh, you got the dad ears now. Congratulations, by the way. That's fantastic. Uh, no, Wonderful. Yeah, it's been, it's been busy with that. And then yeah, I'm in an old house. Um, sure. It's, uh, it's, well, uh, I, I, I want to say that I think the stone cold Sid submission of the robo robo penguins jesus by the way i apologize you've changed it you've changed the username back to just penguins jesus after that brief stint of robo penguins jesus right yeah i well so for some reason i, I get on there and i i kind of you know it's like i haven't changed the bio in 10 years i haven't changed the photo really in 10 years so like i didn't i never changed a name either and then like some of those things i guess maybe it was fun it felt like it broke my flow up so i'm like i'm getting this robot no it was fun but my my submission is that my my idea is that the Stone Cold Sid submission that that most users haven't seen, because it's not on your your profile photo, right. that should be a T-shirt. Black T-shirt, big ugly Gildan style, ill-fitting, like a Billie Eilish sort of a stage shirt that goes down to like halfway. See, I like enormous. But I would love to work with Steel City because I, I try to do my own T-shirt thing at one time. Oh, no, let them let that those die. They'll bang it, it out for you. Asterisk. And then we did the we did the partnership um, with Steel City. Steel City messaged me. They're like, hey, let's um, do this. Yeah. Big, big Jeff is like, first of all, like we don't know if he likes it or doesn't like it, but his wife um, is a chair. Like she loves to work with charities. Sure. So we've we found the charity that she likes that we can work with. And Big Jeff's going to wear this, but we need you to pump this up. Oh, that's. And, the best. I mean, that, so that, that was, was super easy. I was like, this is the best thing ever. They sent me a t-shirt. They're like, please put this on and, and tag the charity and do, 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 do. Yeah. Big Jeff involved and all that stuff. It was a great was, shirt. I'm like, I'm never doing anything t-shirt related unless it's with Steel City again. They were just the best. They're really cool. I stopped by the, the location that's not far from the arena way downtown there. Uh, it was like the second day after I moved in. I We dropped our boxes. And then the next day I said, I said to my wife, Ashley, I said, baby, I... I need to just go cruise Pittsburgh for a minute and just hit some of the spots. I got to just shake some hands and realize that we're here. And we only moved in this summer. I love that place. Uh, they do some great work. There's a few few good companies around here, but that's a Steel City's a great one. So, um, yeah, so we have the Penguins uh, reeling in the midst of a six-game losing streak. Um, it's a streak. It's a full-on streak. It's a backslide. They're tumbling ass over elbow right now. Uh, and that country club atmosphere that you... Uh, um, let's just say floated or has been floated by people out there, journalists, whomever. There is a lot of jovial quality to that practice I was at yes- yesterday. There is a lot of joking around going on. And maybe, you know, uh, again, <laughs> I'd rather see them in a good mood than a, than a miserable mood. But maybe there's a happy medium there. I mean, Phil Bork said on the radio the other night in the post game, he said, you know, Maybe these, and I'm paraphrasing, maybe these guys have a little bit too much hardware in their trophy cases, so to speak. You know, they've, they, they might have too many mini Stanley Cups rattling around in there. You know, the, the, the taste of champagne might still be on their tongues. And that's not going to win you another Stanley Cup. And I don't think Pittsburgh Penguins fans, while we would all love to see another Stanley Cup, that's I the I never lead. thought I'd see another one after 2009. So I, I, I feel like wow. I'm, I've got too much fake hardware in my fake cabinet with them. I'm like, yeah, but I, that's I such a long leash. You know, I'm like, everyone's sure. like, we need to, we need to cut. Oh. Okay, we need to, and, and I'm like, you know, I've ran this account for 10 years, but I've been a fan since I was four. 
Um, and I'm not sure. insane. So there's what 32 <laughs> teams now. Yeah. So let's say we shared the cup, um, you know, with every team, you know, one, because they're all trying to, there's no one that's like, Oh, we never want to win. So every 32 years, you could basically assume that the period between your cups would be. So it's like, okay, maybe in your lifetime, you'll see two. We've seen five. If you were a couple of years older than me, but yeah. my age, you've seen, uh, you know, what, at least three. Um, if you're very young, you've seen at least two. Um, you know, I, and that's I incredible. You know, there's 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 kids that are driving now that have never seen the Penguins not make the playoffs. Yeah, and it's going to happen. It is going to happen so, at some point. I mean, you know, now there's people that are like, I'm a winner, and I don't accept anything but the cup every year. And for those people, I say you should, you know, go compete in some sport because I've never seen someone as good as you, even Sid. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, that's, uh, you know, so the fans can't take it for have granted. To temper. They have to temper. Yes. Uh, there's stuff they're going to fix and that's their job to fix. Um, I try not to get too worked up about it because I mean, it's so early in the season. Like we're usually terrible. Um, there used to be a guy, I don't know whatever happened to him. So I used to listen to Madden show a good bit called the Hebrew hammer. Hmm. Okay. The Hebrew hammer. Yeah. The Hebrew hammer would call in and he'd be like, you know, he'd be like, Hey, hammer. He's like, hammer, Yakshimash. I don't really know what's going on there, <laughs> but he used to sing. He'd you call in vibes. in November. Wow. And just sing the Gordon Lightfoot song about the uh, the witch of November comes stealing um, from the you know the Edmund Fitzgerald. I don't know it. I know Gordon Lightfoot's a big Canadian music star, right? Yeah. So I gotta, he would always say, you know, beware the the, the witch of November because it, it comes stealing and it stole all of our wins and we would have no points. I mean, so I had season tickets. I think the year fifteen sixteen when the first cup. Wow. And around Christmas time, we were the worst team in the league, like literally the worst team in the league. That's right when I started following, if you can believe that. Right when I started yeah. watching morning highlights with my ex British expat, grew up a goaltender playing ice hockey in England, Richard, I'd go and we'd drink. He's my music manager. We'd, and I, he said, and by the way, they've, they've, got a new, um, they've got a new head coach who just came up from the, from the minor leagues. This is Mike Sullivan. Oh, wow. He used to play in the NHL. Man, imagine that's when I started following the Penguins. I mean, oh, yeah. and, and even though I got used to Stanley Cups for those two years, I didn't get used to them because Richard, who'd been following the Penguins since the 80s, didn't let me get used to them. He looked at me like practically grabbed me by the shoulders and said, and I accidentally punched him in the face two times in the playoffs in 2017 because of excitement. I went to hug him at overtime game seven, double overtime against the Ottawa team. I, I knocked him in the chin by accident when they won. And then I did it again when I went to hug him when they won game six versus Nashville. Point is, he instilled in me from a very early age, quote unquote, of 30 whatever years old starting to watch the NHL. You need to understand how difficult this sport is, how hard it is to win one playoff series, how impossible it is to win the Stanley Cup. And the fact that this Sidney Crosby guy and this Evgeny Malkin and this Crystal Tank... This team is blessed in a way that that only maybe the Blackhawks have experienced in recent years, um, and I and I that's wasn't around for that anymore. I mean, that's, that's not a, even recent. That's that's an age ago. So I take maybe nothing for granted. Maybe the Lightning have. And, and I, I got to put an asterisk on that because I like I like John Cooper a lot, and I think that team is incredible in the history of what they did I here. Know. He he reminds me of like Better Call Saul. Isn't he a lawyer or something like that? Who John Cooper? Yeah. He's a lawyer, but I like the story of him going and just starting to coach high school hockey and kind of like, if, if there's a Jeff Marek and Elliot Friedman conversation from a ways back, I think they might have had Cooper on the show. 
uh, 32 Thoughts podcast or something, and they really dove deep into, look, I like that we don't agree on this. In fact, one of my favorite things about listening to hockey radio. Well, I'm not fair, though. I'm not fair. So we just played oh. in the first round, the first cup that we won in the, in the back-to-back. Yeah. And I just didn't want, it was him, like, same thing with trots or same, like, if, Good. if you don't like him. I like that you don't like him. I mean, it's never fair. Like, towards it, outside of hockey, like, him and his wife have these farms where they save dogs, and they're very charitable. That's but John Tortorella? Yeah. But you hate him. Oh, yeah. And like, now he's the Flyers. Co- I got to tell you, when I picked my season ticket package this year, and I've never had season tickets to anything, I'm so stoked. I am full of spit and vinegar. I'm going tonight. I got a half season package, okay? Because I wasn't going to go for the full thing just right off the bat. It's tough. It's, it's it is. Tough. It's a lot of money, folks, out there, okay? And, and even if you get over the money, it feels like a job after a while. It 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 is. Oh, I said just going to the game. Yeah. Well, I split it. I split two seats with a neighbor of mine, and even between the two of us, we're splitting the games, like he and his wife. So it's pretty modest, all things considered. But it's in a luxury, and I'm very grateful to be able to do it. But uh, I made sure to pick a package that had a Flyers game in it because that means something to me. Like. I came, I got a puck on the on the shelf back here uh, from a loss, okay? But it's game game one or two or th- I've, of the Penguins-Flyers round one series in 2018. It's still to date one of only two Penguins playoff games I've ever been to. The other one was game five versus the Rangers in Madison Square Garden last year. I was there in a That's- Penguins jersey in the top back. I showed up. With a hundred dollar bill, no ticket, had to in go the, through in the playoffs. Yeah, and 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 I, I had to put my keys in my wallet in security. Like I got no ticket, but in order to get to the box office, you got. I've told this story on the podcast. Sorry, listeners, not sorry. Get to the box office, and they're like, "You, where are you going in that jersey?" And I was like, uh, "I'm wearing this Malkin. You see back here, this this uh, diagonal. You got any tickets?" He goes, "I don't know." It's pretty late. Game's in about five minutes. And I was like, oh, man, I'm streaming. The Rangers fans are everywhere. They're yelling at me. Go back to you're in the wrong zip code. And goes, I got a restricted view for $75. Dude, the tears started coming to my eye. I was so happy. And then the L. Jacob Drew by elbows Sidney Crosby to the head that night. So, and we're up 2 nothing. Is it, is it sort of like, this isn't new. This isn't even new to that game. But they were playing with a 2 nothing lead that night. They were playing with a two nothing lead in the second period that night. They could have closed the series out, but that you played. Been, I'm trying. Yeah, that, okay. I'm trying to think what game that was. That would have been game, game five. Five. Okay. We were up three one in the series. People forget that the Penguins weren't just in relative control of that series. That Louis Domingue spicy pork and broccoli situation in the double triple overtime. The Penguins persevered in that series. They're up. Two nothing in the decisive game to win it in the garden in the second period. And the kind of hockey the Rangers had to play to win was the old school, you know, do whatever it takes, elbow to the head hockey. And and that will win you games. It will win you games. Um I think the Rangers came very close to maybe winning the Stanley Cup, honestly. Especially, I think especially when the whistles go away in the playoffs. Oh, and they sure did. They sure did. And when the garden gets rocking, three goals. In less than three minutes, right after the elbow to the head. And they were up 3-2, and they were never coming back. They were never coming back from that. Um, and here we are. I, I I don't think this Penguins team is sunk. Doesn't seem like you do either. I um, 
I don't know what's going to happen. And I got to say, that's, that's one of the beauties of it, right? Of following is that you're just following. You know, it's like Twitter. You're just following. We can't control what this team is going to do. And yet I have a feeling in my gut. I'm going to put this out here on the podcast right now. Being this down as the Penguins literally are in the, in the Eastern Conference and the Metropolitan Division standings right now, it's like you almost want to be down low enough to get your feet on the concrete basin of the silo so you can push off and rise again. And it's what they're going to have to do if they're going to, you know, they're going to rise up again. It, it, this team has it, but that mentality... You talked about earlier, it does scare me a little. You want, they need to feel it. They need to come together, rally. And that's why last season was so fun. When that big Jeff Carter moment was happening and uh, and the Penguins were surging and Evan Rodriguez was dumping goals in in the absence of Guinea Malkin, there was a magic happening. That adversity caused it. Uh, the, the fans like yourself, you know, people on Twitter uh, creating a zeitgeist around the team, rallying people in, in the arena, uh, it has to be in all hands on deck and it has to start from the players. That's for sure. So I, you know, I guess I can tell you, I think my gut feel on this and probably could be corroborated by maybe people close to the team. This team's goal is not necessarily, I mean, it's not, they won't tell you it's not the cup, but their goal is always, they have a barometer or a litmus test. They want to make the playoffs. Yeah. That's what they care the most about. So I almost think if you ever want to sniff a cup again or get close to the finals again, this team has to suck it up the whole way through like Christmas and mm. basically be on the bubble of not making the playoffs, then have to almost win out. And then in that momentum, they're going to go into the playoff series and maybe win. The problem is, is that if they coast into the playoffs, mm. they're going to get smacked. So they almost have to like basically just make it into the playoffs and then mm. punch their way through because they have that momentum. So part of me like wants the blues, to lose the 2019. Yeah, they need to lose as much as they can right now. Um, because then everyone's gonna be like, oh, is Sid over that's what that's what we had the first time you, we won. You you heard it. Penguins Jesus on Fly Penguins Fly Game Day podcast. Quoth, quoth the Raven. They need to lose as much as they can right now. Hold on a second. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> that's all I can guess. I mean, you know, I don't think you could fix it. They need need that momentum at the end of the season and they have to have, and, and, and if they miss the playoffs, I feel like that would be the biggest insult to this team ever. Um, oh yeah. From a leadership perspective. So if you want, you know, Latang, Crosby, Malkin to play that Hulk mode, they need to be like, if we don't win here, we're not going to make the playoffs because I don't think that Oof. that's a vocabulary. That's their cup. If they go in at the end of the season, they're like just winning down the stretch and they, you know, and they're in that have to win, have to win, have to win mode. When they get, when they convert the playoff mode, they're already there. The problem Gosh. is the last the last couple of years, it's like they coast into the playoffs and then they kind of get smacked at some point. Man, you could be my hockey coach. You just got me pumped. You're like as a fan coach. You're like the fan coach, Penguins Jesus, fan coach. I, I mean, that's you, all I can. That's all I can be. The players. Don't, I had a couple of players follow throughout the years, but mostly it's just I don't know. I, I can't believe a, how many followers I got over the years just tweeting nonsense but it's you know it's maybe it's nonsense but what i like that you bring is uh it transcends i was on i'm a musician people who listen to the show know this uh our our life experiences in one category tend to apply to everything else every time right like if you're gonna go up on uh and do some some diy work on your house or if you're gonna 
very uh, shortly. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking about. Or if you're going to, I go out and I try to learn to skate, you know, I'm trying to work on um, transitioning and doing tight turns along the boards and stuff. I'm just working on skating. I, I grab pucks and I play a little beer league, but I really want to learn to skate well. That's my dream with hockey is just to be a good skater. I really do. And uh, that's going to apply in my music life. So I think when you come out on on Twitter, having followers, you know, you know, a few more followers than a lot of other users have, and you put something out there, and you're 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 shooting from the hip, but what you bring, it's not. I use this in every episode. I should change the name of my podcast to "It's Not Blind Optimism," the Penguins Podcast. It's not blind optimism that you bring. It's a kind of light and positivity and a lightness to something that we all take seriously or we all feel passionate about, but it is a game. And uh, competition has to be in, in the hearts and in the minds and the actions of these players, but it's there's a chemistry to it. There really is. And you said earlier, the advanced stats are fun. Like I loved, uh, last season it was, really was the first time I started paying attention to Jesse Marshall's stuff more and natural stat tricks. He's the best with it. I have, Jesse I have Marshall. Such a low tolerance for it. I have an infinite but he's tolerance great. for Jesse Marshall stuff. He's what? Because he, he contextualizes it, right? He does. He, he makes it feel sinewy. He makes it feel muscular. It, it's not just the stat. It's how does this stat apply to what I think is going to actually happen for this team? He would show us the expected goals. We were we were in another stratosphere compared to everyone else in the conference. And he's like a he, physician trying to read like right. this. He's like, here's what you can do with it, and here's what right. you can't do with this data, and is able to kind of walk it. Like, how do we do something actionable out of this? And, um, and, and he's, and he's. I want. I don't want to. I don't want to call Jesse Marshall a fan because I even said on. He even said on the show. I asked him, "Are you a fan anymore?" And he said, "Well, you know, on most nights, I'm really not a hockey fan because of what I do for a living." But he he provides us. We, we read his stuff as fans. And so I think all of this stuff, if anyone listening is not a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins Hockey Club, then you're a fan, okay? You could say, well, I'm not a fan boy or a fan girl, but you're following the team. We're all followers of the team in some way. And so all this stuff, all these stats, none of them are for the players, except for maybe whatever the trainers decide to sit down and do you know, with their, with their guys. All of this is like, it's, a, it's an illusion, we're all following this thing. None of us are doing it. So no. when, when the advanced stats come out, if you have a guy like Jesse Marshall who can show us these graphics, and, and, and but then there's an article that couples with it. This is the part I love. This is what turns the whole thing, the whole experience of following the Penguins into like a beautiful novel for me, is that we use these things in your Twitter account and and the, and the graphics from Stone Cold Sid. By the way, again on the show today is Penguins Jesus at Penguins Jesus on Twitter. Just the best Penguins follow that 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 you'll make. I think, you know, folks. How about this interview? How about having Penguins Jesus on Fly Penguins Fly Game Day podcast? I want to thank you, you know, Penguins Jesus for coming on. If you'd asked me last year if I'd be chatting with you here and I'd be living in Pittsburgh and that the Penguins would be in a six-game slide with basically the entire team healthy, the ex exception of big Jeff Carter, get well soon. And uh, maybe Josh Archibald's a game time tonight, Jake Gensel's a game time tonight, and Teddy Bluger uh, off the LTIR but will not play tonight. So maybe we get Teddy back uh, for, for next week and the Penguins to... 
don't have an easy schedule. Next week, got the back-to-back up in Toronto and Montreal uh, following a game in Washington a couple days prior. So, in summation, Penguins Jesus, uh, thank you for coming on. I'm looking forward to this game against the Kraken. I know you are too. Um, any final words for, for the listeners to this podcast, for Penguins Twitter, for the team even? Because obviously the entire team is listening to this podcast in the locker room to get themselves hyped for the game. Any well, last words? If if we lose tonight, the world is not ending. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think the best changes you'll see out of a Penguins hockey club is a team that's on a skid. So if you don't like the status quo, which a lot of people seem to not, um, you know, appreciate that the losses are going to teach us more about the team. And, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh is – we are a hot and cold city, and if you were doing great, um, we think you're going to win the Cup. And uh, if you lose, we're ready to fire everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what kind of makes it so fun. But, uh, now, yeah, I, that's – I guess my, my final thoughts are is, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of – vitriolic emotion it might be from all the angry political ads right now hmm. but this team um they're trying to find themselves right now so you gotta just have to be a little bit more patient um and, yeah. and let them do that. right on let them find themselves yeah all right well penguins jesus thanks for coming on fly penguins fly game day podcast and i hope it's not the last time and absolutely uh, not anytime you want thanks thanks for being here yeah anytime Okay. Wow. What a thrill. Penguins Jesus on Fly Penguins Fly Game Day podcast. We've come a long way. Episode 102. It's been a great journey with you listeners. Thank you so much for checking in today. That is going to wrap things up for me today on today's installment of Fly Penguins Fly Game Day podcast. Follow me on Twitter at PensPod, on Instagram at Fly Penguins Fly, and please subscribe to the Fly Penguins Fly YouTube channel, link in the episode notes. Uh, Remember, if you've got a friend who needs to know about this podcast, please tell them about it. The more black and gold in the house, the better. All right, Penguins fans, you can watch tonight's home game versus the Kraken of Emerald City live from PPG Paints Arena on AT&T SN in the Pittsburgh area, on ESPN Plus, everywhere else, and as longtime listeners well know, one of my favorite ways to tune in is via terrestrial radio or on the web at 105.9 VX FM. Enjoy tonight's home game uh, versus the giant evil-eyed mechanical squid from the Pacific Northwest and the accompanying Kraken Hockey Club, a team with a top-notch practice facility up in North Seattle there, or whatever it's officially called, where you can get a great pub burger called The Big Rig, named after former Penguin Jamie Alexiak, play beer league hockey, or enjoy a public skate. Sounds a lot like UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex. Complex. And, of course, (laughs) let's go, Penn!